says I can do. I can be who it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, we thank you for your word because it's a lamp unto our feet. It's a light unto our path. And Father, I step back now so the Spirit of God can use me to communicate the oracles of God. Thank you for the Spirit of God reaching each one of us to sow into our hearts the word that he has for us. And I pray, Father, for signs, miracles, and wonders to follow our lives as a result of this word. And I thank you, Lord, that we will never, ever be the same. And so, Lord, we thank you for this new facility. We thank you for lives being changed, families being restored. In the mighty name of Jesus, let everybody say amen. Amen, amen. amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I want to talk to you today about being successful in 2019. How many want to have a successful year this year? Amen. And so I believe that this year prophetically is going to be a year of incredible opportunities, favor from God. I believe we're going to experience blessings upon blessings upon blessings. As a matter of fact, there is a verse in the Bible that correlates with what I'm saying. It's found in Amos chapter 9, verses 13 through 15. This is what it says in the message translation of the Bible. It says, yes, indeed, it won't be long now, God decrees. Things are going to happen so fast your head will swim. One thing fast on the heels of the other, you won't be able to keep up. Everything will be happening at once and everywhere you look, watch this now, blessings and blessings like wine pouring off the mountains and hills. God says, I will make everything right again for my people Israel. They will rebuild their ruined cities. They'll plant vineyards and drink good wine. They will work in their gardens and eat fresh vegetables. And listen to the latter part of this verse, word of truth. And I'll plant them, plant them on their own land. They'll never again be uprooted from the land that I've given them. Somebody say amen. For those of you who are visiting, that verse is the promise that we stood on as a church for eight years to bring the past this brand new facility that you're sitting in. Amen. Now, if you have your Bibles, I want you to find two verses of Scripture. And if you don't have a Bible, don't worry about it because they're going to put the verses on the screen. I want you to find Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, Joshua 1, 8. And then we're going to go over eventually to 1 Samuel chapter 18, verse 5. That was Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, and then 1 Samuel chapter 18, verse 5. And while you're finding those or writing those verses down, the goal of today's lesson is to provide you with some spiritual principles and some practical directions that will position you to have a successful year in 2019. So here's what's going to happen. I'm going to define the way the Bible does, what success means. And then we're going to jump into the lesson today. 
If you're taking notes, the word success in the Bible means to prosper. Everybody say to prosper. It also means to behave oneself wisely. Just look at your neighbor and say, he's talking to you already. To behave yourself wisely. Listen to what else the word success means. It means to teach. It also means to have understanding. And then it means to operate in skill and wisdom. I'm going to say those again. And what you can do if you'd like is take your camera phone out and just snap a picture of the definition. The word success in the Bible means to prosper, to behave oneself wisely, to teach to have understanding, and to operate in skill and wisdom. So let's look in now, Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, because my goal this morning is to prove to you from God's Word that it is His will for you to prosper and to succeed in life. Now, when I say prosper, don't be scared of that word because most people do not have the proper understanding of what I mean or when I say prosperity or prosper. Because you can have a million dollars and have poor health and never experience or enjoy the money, you're not prospering. Amen. Or you can have no money and have great health. And how many know being broke and healthy is still not fun? So when I say prosperity, I mean spirit, soul, and body. And I'll show you that in just a second. In Joshua 1.8 it says, This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then you shall make your way prosperous. And watch this now. And then you shall have good what class? Good success. So that word success that we just read there is what we're going to center our teaching around this morning. Now, although our focus is going to be on the word success, I love the meaning of the word prosperous that we just read. He said we will make our way prosperous. That word prosperous, and you may want to write this down, it means three things. It means to push forward. Everybody say push forward. It also means to break out. Everybody say break out. But I love this third definition, and if you're an entrepreneur, you will love this too, because the third meaning of this word, prosperous, means to be profitable. How many know it's good to be profitable? That just means you have more money coming in than you have going out. Amen. Now, in 1 Kings 2-3, I just want to show you this word, prosperous, one more time, because, believe it or not, it is the will of God for you and I to prosper. 1 Kings chapter 2, verse 3 says this. It says, And keep the charge of the Lord thy God to walk in His ways, to keep His statutes and His commandments and His judgments and His testimonies as it is written in the law of Moses. Why? That you may prosper in all that you do and wherever you turn. Notice that God promised the children of Israel, You will succeed if you will maintain or keep the law of Moses. Now, you don't want to miss next week because next week I'm starting a new series called New Covenant Living. Because most believers in these days are living by the old covenant or the law of Moses, not realizing it was never really meant for you. 
The law of Moses was really for the children of Israel. So what I'm going to do in this new series is to show you the difference between the old covenant and the new covenant and then explain the new covenant in a way so you can know how God wants you and I to, to live so that not only we can please him, but for us to be successful in life. I just wanted to throw that at you. Now, God promised them that they would succeed if they kept everything that was written in the law of Moses. Amen. Now, there are some other verses in the Bible that prove that God wants us to prosper. If you're taking notes, you can write down 3 John, 3 John 2 because it says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper. Say prosper. That you prosper and, watch this now, because that prosper, that's naturally. He says, and be in health, that's physically. And then he says, even as your soul prosper. Now that's spiritually and emotionally. So God wants us to prosper spirit, soul, and body. Everybody say spirit, soul, and body. Everybody say, it is the will of God for me to prosper. Now look at your neighbor and say, it is the will of God for you to prosper. Amen. And honestly, the only people that I've discovered in life that have a problem with people who prosper are people who don't have as much as the person they're envying. Amen. So just look at the person next to you and say, don't be a hater. Go on and tell them. Don't be a hater. So here's what's going to happen. Our whole journey today and our whole lesson is centered around this word success. So watch this now. I'm going to give you five things. Say five things. I believe God wants us to grow from one level to the next level. Amen. And I believe if we'll practice these five things, God will cause success to come. Now, there are some basics that you really need to do in addition to this. And so what I'm doing when I'm teaching you these five things today, I'm assuming that you're doing the basics. How many played sports growing up? Play sports, play sports. Well, in every sport, there are some basics that you have to have down. Now, I didn't really play basketball growing up because I grew late. I was 5'5 five, five in the 10th grade. By the time I graduated from high school, I was no more than 5'9 and 5'10. I am 6'4 now. I grew in college. So I never played basketball. But one thing I know about basketball is if you're going to be successful, you have to learn how to dribble. You can't pick the ball up and run down the court and shoot it. They're going to call you call travel. Well, these three things you need to do as the basics. And I'm assuming that you're going to be doing these throughout the year. Number one is reading God's word on a regular basis. Man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. So I want to encourage you, read God's word every day. Here's number two, pray every day. Just pray. Spend some time. It doesn't have to be a lot talking to God. When you first wake up, praise Him, thank Him, cast all your cares on Him, and then get on your way. And then the third thing is to come to church on a regular basis. Why? So you can hear God's Word being taught and you can fellowship with other believers. So those are the three things that I'm using as the basics. So let's tackle the first thing that I believe that if you and I will do in 2019, we'll see success. And this is the hardest one. So we're going to start with the hardest one and we're going to work our way down. Here's number one if you're taking notes. You must behave yourself wisely. You must behave yourself wisely. Okay, let me put it in 2019. You must act right. Now, uh, when I looked up this word success in the Bible, 
It only appeared one time throughout the whole Bible. And I said to myself, I know God wants us to be successful. And the word success has to be in the Bible more than one time. But you got to remember now, the Bible was not written in English. It was written in Hebrew for the Old Testament and Greek in the New Testament. So I looked up the Hebrew word for success in Joshua 1.8. And I discovered that it's found 63 times in the Bible. And so these 63 times are actually different English words in the Bible. And so the first English word that uh, this word success is, is the word behave yourself wisely. And so now we're going to go to 1 Samuel chapter 18 to see this principle that if we will behave ourselves wisely in 2019, we will see success. This verse is talking about David. And it says in verse 5, And David went out wherever Saul sent him. Watch this now. And he behaved himself how, everybody? Wisely. That word, behave himself wisely, is the same word, success. So basically what this is saying is that when David went out wherever Saul sent him, he succeeded. Watch this. And then let's see what happened when David behaved himself wisely. Saul set him over the men of war, and he was accepted in the sight of all the people, also in the sight of Saul's servants. So two things happened when David behaved himself wisely. Number one, he got promoted. How many want to see promotion in your life? He got promoted because he behaved himself wisely. Here's the second thing that happened. He gained favor with people. Amen. Now, if you drop down in 1 Samuel 18, if you drop down to verse 14 and 15, this same word success or to behave yourself wisely shows up again. It says in verse 14, And David behaved himself wisely, there's that word success, in all of his ways, and the Lord was with him. Wherefore, when Saul saw that he behaved himself wisely, there's that word success again, he was afraid of him. See, what happens is, when you and I begin to behave ourselves wisely, it will cause some people to either be afraid or jealous of you, because when you start behaving yourself wisely, it exposes their un or bad behavior amen and I don't know about you but I've had to learn over years especially since I'm a pastor I've had to learn how to obey or behave myself wisely because I've learned over the years I've I've thrown coffee on people y'all know that I've wanted to fight people in the sprint parking lot y'all know that But it's been some years because I have been behaving myself wisely. And see, what I've done, and I'm hoping that you will do, I have set up some things. I have instituted some safeguards into my life that help me to behave wisely. So I'm going to share some of these with you because some of you need to institute some things in your life that's going to help you behave wisely. So the first thing that I've done is that uh, my cell phone, the ID when you call says Word of Truth Family Church. And see, my weakness, one of them is I do not like bad customer service. Especially when it's on the phone and I can't see you or reach for your neck. I can't, I can't do it. I, I mean, I don't know about you, but that's a weakness for me. And so now, because my caller ID says, Word of Truth Family Church, it minimizes, watch this now, my opportunity to go off this. 
Is that a word? Go offness? Well, let's put that one in the dictionary. It limits my going offness. And then what makes it bad because yesterday I'm on the phone and the automated system comes up. And it asks you, may I have your account number? Could you please put in this number, this number, this number? And I put in all the numbers that the computer is telling me. And then it says, please hold for the next available representative. And the representative comes up and asks me everything that the robot done asked me. I don't want to tell you everything the robot said to me. Ask the robot. And so I'm irritated. It happened to me yesterday. I'm irritated because I've given all this information and you're asking me again as if I never gave it out. And then I have to calm down on my going off this because the next thing they say is, sir, what is your email address? Pastor at WOTFC.com. My email address says pastor. That's a safeguard. Everybody say that's a safeguard. And then we just happened to have some billboards up in the city about this church that my church will not let me take down. Have you ever seen the billboard with my face on it? Raise your hand if you have. See all these people? I can't go off because I'm on a billboard. And then the last thing I have to think about All of you all, when I meet people in the city and around, that not only am I representing Christ, but I'm representing Word of Truth Family Church. And so if you're going to be successful in 2019, you're going to have to behave yourself wisely. Amen. Let's not have to set aside bail money this, this year because you couldn't help yourself. And here's what Christians do. Please stop reminding yourself and other people of what you would have done if you weren't saved. See, if I wasn't saved, I would do. Well, stop reminding your old man of your old ways. Amen. Here's number two. Number two. If we're going to succeed in 2019, you and I must make sure that you have good spiritual understanding and wisdom before making important decisions. I'm going to say that again. If you're going to succeed in 2019, because a good life, watch this now, is a product of good decisions. And the only way to make good decisions in life is that we must have a good understanding or spiritual understanding and wisdom before we make important decisions. And here's the thing. A lot of times as believers, most of the time we might count the cost, but what we haven't done was to add up the price. That's different. See, counting the cost is looking at things that you can see. Well, I'm going to step out and I'm going to start this business and uh, I got, I'll do this and this and this and this. And that's great to do because the Bible tells us to count the cost. But you have not considered the price and you can't know the price. Only God knows the end result or the price. And if you don't consider him, what, what's happening is you are now, watch this, blind of the things that he already knows that are going to happen. So you and I need to get spiritual understanding. Everybody say spiritual understanding. In Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 29, this second word that's getting ready to be used called understanding 
It's the same word success. And it's tied to the principle that I just gave you. It says this in Deuteronomy 32, 29. Oh, that they were wise, that they understood this. That word understood is the same word success, that they would consider their latter end. Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 13 says this. And on the second day, they were gathered together, the chief of the fathers of all the people, the priests and the Levites and Ezra the scribe. And here's why they were all together. To understand, that word understand is the word success, to understand the words of the law. And here's the thing. You and I will succeed in life as long as we know what God's will is for the situation. Now, I love Ephesians chapter 5, verse 17, because most people feel or believe that God's will is mysterious. But if it's mysterious, then we can't grab it. And if we can't grab it, how can we obey him? Ephesians chapter 5 verse 17 kind of puts the cherry on the top of this principle that I'm telling you about, about having spiritual understanding. Watch what it says. It says, uh, Wherefore, be not unwise. Watch this though. But understanding what the what? What the will of the Lord is, that tells me two things. Number one, God has a will. And that also tells me that God wants me to know it. So, God's will is able to be known. Now, I love Ephesians chapter 5 in the message translation. It says, don't live carelessly, unthinkingly. Make sure you understand what the master wants. Because there are going to be some times in your life, this year, as you make a decision to behave yourself wisely, and as you make a decision that I'm going to get spiritual understanding before I make major decisions, there are going to be times where what God wants you to do is not going to be in agreement with what maybe your friends, your families, or what your co-workers want you to do. Because sometimes what God wants us to do is not popular. Amen. For example, when, it, when, I, when we were building this building, God made it very clear to me. He did not want us to buy a building. He made it very clear he wanted us to build the building. And you know what? I didn't want to do that. You know why? Because it would take too long. But see, sometimes, I don't know why we think, oh, doing the will of God, I should be happy to do it. Let me say this. Honestly, you're not going to always be happy doing what God wants you to do. Amen. Jesus was not happy to jump on the cross and die. I think people think that Jesus was just happy. Now be up there. Let me have it. No, it wasn't like that. He said, Father, can you make this cup pass from me? Not my will, but thy will be done. Amen. Had I not obeyed God, everybody say spiritual understanding. When I was 27 years old, I had finished college. I was doing well. I was a single man. I was in corporate America doing a great job. As a matter of fact, I was being elevated in this, in this, uh, this company that at the time was one of those blue chip companies. They relocated me from, from uh, this area, Texas, all the way to Ohio, and I'm doing well. And the Lord tells me he wants, to quit, he wants me to quit my job and go move to Jamaica. Well, I didn't know nobody in Jamaica. I'm like, well, why can't I go to school here in Dallas? Because the school he wanted me to go to in Jamaica, the headquarters for the school was here in Dallas. But what I did not realize was that God had made me a promise when I first became a believer. When I got saved, I was 20 years old, and the Lord told me something one day. He said, Evan, you want a princess, but you act like a frog. 
was like, what you say? I didn't know God talked to people like that. I did want a princess. Evidently, I was acting like a fraud. He said, Edmund, you need to start right now getting yourself together. So when I bring the person into your life, you're not getting yourself together. You will be ready. I did not know. And then he told me this. Here's the promise. He said, Evan, you're going to marry somebody that's not from this country. Well, I had never dated somebody outside of my country at all. So I thought, wow, that's an odd promise. Well, guess what? When I obeyed God and went to that Bible school, guess who I met? I met Pastor Sarah Connor. At the time, her name was not Sarah. In fact, I called her Sarah. Here it is. We've been married now 24 going on 25 years. I did not know that my obedience, watch this, my spiritual understanding of what God wanted me to do was connected to a promise that he had given me. And I'm saying to you as a church, church, put yourself in position to obey God this year because there are some things coming down the pike. There are some blessings that you've been praying for. There are some directions you've been desiring of him. He is going to, watch this, he's going to put you right where he wants you to be when you obey him. Can I get an amen? Amen. So, we must get spiritual understanding if we're going to succeed. Here's number three. If we're going to succeed in 2019, you must ask God to help you identify your God-given giftings and then start using them. I'm going to say that again. You must ask God. Everybody say, ask God. You must ask God to help you identify what your God-given giftings are. And then once you start, because some of you know what your giftings are. You say, well, Pastor Evan, how do I know what my giftings are? Your giftings are typically things that you're able to do, watch this, with ease, but get maximum results. It's with, and that's why you don't think it's a gifting because it's so easy to you. Well, it's things that God has put on the inside of you and it's easy to you. It's hard for others, but it's easy to you. See, you're so organized. It's so easy for you to do it. Boom, 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 boom. I'm just organized. I can do it, right? And everybody's struggling around you to be organized. It's a gifting. Minimum effort, maximum response or maximum results that's what a gifting looks like and what you need to do is ask god to help you identify those giftings and when you identify them listen start using them now i love proverbs seventeen eighteen because it uses this word prosper which now relates to success in joshua 1 8 it says a gift everybody say a gift a gift is a precious stone in the eyes of him who has it. And wherever this gift turns, it prospers. The word prosperous is the same word success in Joshua 1.8. In other words, when you and I use our giftings properly, it will prosper us. Amen. So when we know what our giftings are and we start using them, God will prosper us. And see, sometimes what we're doing for a living, watch this, is not my dominant giftings. Because you can be trained to do something, but that necessarily might not be your gifting. I was trained on how to cut hair. I'm good at it too. Or at least used to be. I don't do it anymore because I don't have time. Listen, I was trained to cut hair. It's really not a gifting that God gave me. So, what do you do? 
When you notice a gifting that God has given you, start using the gift. But here's what I don't want you to do. I don't want you to quit your day job talking about you now. I ain't gift. I, 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 I was trained to do computers, but, but God's called me to be a counselor. I've learned how to help people. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to quit my job so I can start being a counselor because that's the gift that God has given me. Let me tell you what's going to happen. You're going to need counseling. But listen, because some of you right now, you're bored on your job. You know why you're bored? Because you have outgrown what you're doing. So what you got to do is take your gifting and start doing it on on the side. You say, well, pastor, what does that mean? Well, you might be good at crocheting. Do your job at work and then crochet yourself when you get home. Because crocheting will release the frustration of being on the job you didn't like. Amen. If you like, look, if if you like to run up and down a court and you never got, you know, uh, recruited or uh, by the NBA, be a referee. Pick one of these leagues and run up and down the court. Put some stripes on. Amen. Use the gifting that you know you have. I learned very early. I was good at talking because I got in trouble in class all the time for it. Right? Here's number four. We're winding down here. If you're going to succeed in 2019, you must teach your mouth to say the right things and train your mouth not to say the wrong things. I'm going to say that again. If you're going to succeed in 2019, you're going to have to teach your mouth to say the right thing and then train your mouth not to say the wrong thing. Because, see, you can say the right thing and then turn around and say the wrong thing. And next thing you know, you and your wife, who was all right, are now getting ready to fight because you said the wrong thing. Listen, when you're trained to say to your mouth the right thing, you can limit or minimize arguments if you are married. Amen, married people. Amen. Now, watch this word, teach it, which is the same word, success. It's found in Proverbs chapter 16, verse 23. It says, the heart of the wise teaches his mouth. That word teaches is the same word success. And then he says, and adds learning to his lips. In other words, this verse is saying, the word teaches there is that word success. So success will come when you learn how to train your mouth. Amen. Psalm 45, 1 says in the latter part of that verse, my tongue is the pen of a a ready writer. In other words, your tongue writes the script of your life. Words are very powerful. And if you're going to succeed in 2019, you're going to have to teach your mouth what to say and teach it what not to say. Why? Because death and life is in the power of the tongue. Do you know that your tongue has the ability to to do two things? Your tongue has the ability to set in motion natural things, but it also has the ability to set in motion supernatural things. 
He said, what do you mean, Pastor Evan? How many of you have a pet at home? Some kind of pet or used to have one? Well, you typically give that pet a name. When you want that pet to come to you, what do you do? You call that pet's name. In the natural, typically that pet, if trained properly, will come to you. That is your words being used in the natural. But what most people don't understand is that those same words can shift the supernatural. You say, well, why? Because words are spirit. Everybody say words are spirit. Anything that is in the spiritual realm is invisible. That's why you don't see angels. You don't see God. The Bible says God is spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So if something is spiritual, it is invisible. And that's why you don't see the words coming out of my mouth. You hear the words coming out of my mouth. Why? Because words are spirit. Jesus said the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit. Spirit and they are life. So your mouth has the ability to set in motion spiritual things. And that's why, listen, the spirit realm does not discriminate. It does not care if you say something positive or if you say something negative. Whatever is coming out of your mouth, you are introducing to the spirit realm, watch this now, what your heart desires. So you have to teach your mouth to say the right thing. Here's number five as we close. If you're going to succeed in 2019, you must become skillful in learning. Skillful in learning. You must keep growing. Everybody say, you must keep growing. Here's the thing. Success is not a destination. It's a journey. And what most of us have done over the years is You're in this same position because you haven't grown beyond where you are. Now, in Daniel chapter 1, verse 3, this is going to be the last verse we read. It says in verse 4, Daniel chapter 1, verses 4, the king was looking to recruit slaves. Daniel them got, they got captured into slavery. And so the king was like, okay, I need some people to serve me. And so he began to look for certain traits in these children or these slaves. And so verse 4 says, he says, I want children in whom there was no blemish, but well favored, watch this now, and skillful. See the word skillful? That's the same word success. He says, I want some skillful children. I want them to be skillful in wisdom, skillful in knowledge, skillful in understanding science and such that have an ability to stand in the king's palace. If you'll notice here, the word uh, skillful is the word success. Now, in Daniel chapter 1, verse 17, it uses this word skill, which is the same word success. It says, and for these four children, talking about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Daniel, God gave them knowledge and skill. Watch this. That word skill is success in all learning. If you're going to succeed in 2019, you're going to have to grow. Because here's the deal. Some of you have been in this position at work or where you are, or some of you all have leveled off in your business. You know why you have leveled off financially in your business? Because you have leveled off in your growing. See, you have to see growth in life as a sport. Okay, how many have played sports again uh, in high school, whatever? Okay, typically, you know, when you get introduced into sports in school, you, you got the JV level. Everybody say the JV level. 
The JV level, it's, that's called junior varsity. Typically, that's for people who can play, but they really haven't mastered their skill yet. And so they're still in development. They're good enough to make the team, but they're not better enough to make varsity. And so what happens as you develop your skill as a JV player, if you get good enough, you don't get to the varsity because you become a senior. You get to the varsity because you've gotten better. And see, personally, you're going to have to grow. You're going to have to pick some books up to read, even in the industry that you're in. You can't, listen, you can't stop growing. And some of you have stopped growing. You're still at JV level. And now it's time to move up to varsity. What's the difference? Varsity means that I have now developed a skill set that is higher than being on the JV. But here's the problem with being on the varsity. You can be on the varsity and ride the bench. Look at your neighbor and say, are you a bench rider? Go on and ask them, are you a bench rider? Bench riders are people who have developed their skill enough to go beyond JV, but they haven't developed their skill enough to start on varsity. And then you reach the next level where you go from varsity to being recruited. That's now where your skill level have gotten to such a point where now you have scouts coming to your game to see if they can offer you a scholarship for you to be played in the college level now. Well, how do you get to those various levels? You have to grow yourself. Stop waiting on your job to send you some training. Get on the Internet. Three words, Internet. Do you know the internet has every... If you want to build a space capsule to get up there, I bet you there's some information on the internet. If you want to learn how to cook collard greens like grandmother, I bet you there's a recipe on the internet. It's time to make a decision. I'm going to grow. And God is going to challenge some of you all to go back to school. He's going to challenge some of you all to get to work a little early. And research in a deeper way what you're already doing. I believe that in 2019, if we will do those five things, I believe we're going to see God do some things that are exceeding and abundantly above all that we can ask or think. Did you receive the word? Give the whole Lord a hand clap if you did. If you would, right there at your seat, would you just bow your heads right there where you are? Nobody's moving. Just bow your heads. Here's my question. If you die today, are you 100% sure you'd go to heaven? Jesus said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, but whosoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. There is life after death. And unless Jesus comes first, we're all going to die one day. But my question to you, if you die today... Are you 100% sure you'd go to heaven? Because if you're not, I want to pray for you. The second group of people I want to pray for are those who need to rededicate their life. Those are people that if you died today, you know you're saved. You know you have a relationship with God. But your life is not surrendered to Him like it needs.